0: Hi, hello, how are you? Um, My name is Miles, and like the great Michelle Fitzgerald, I don't need to be carried, bro. And
1: I am here with my lovely co-host, Jake and Amber. You know what? I was absolutely fantastic. Sorry, that was, I butchered that line. I thought about it for like a solid minute before we recorded, and then I fucked it up. And then we're here with Amber as well. (laughs) Wait, what was that? <laughs> oh, I can do I can try the I'll try the line again. You know You were absolutely fantastic. And you know what? So was I. <laughs> Wait, what is this from? We'll get in. I'll I'll explain in okay. a, a little bit. Is this a Doctor Who thing? Yes. Okay. Oh. So this is <laughs> questions and <laughs> queries. The podcast where three queer people talk about. Whatever they want to talk about. And for yeah. once, it has nothing to do with drag, with drag race. Yes. Yeah. So we great. Are, we I, broke the I, dawn today, quite honestly. <laughs> we are it. versatile.
2: I know. I get you guys actually get to hear me talk a lot more about things that I know. And I'm very excited oh about gosh. this because I love talking and hearing myself talk. So,
1: yay. <laughs> I'm excited for you. <laughs> All right. So, what
0: we got planned today is we have. Five TV shows that we picked up for ourselves that we find are formative or just really important to us as people. Um, we started. We only saw five, and so we're just going to go down the line discuss it. These are not going to be long, thorough analysis. These are just quick, right. like <laughs> two to three minute blurbs about why we think this is important. Yeah, because um, I don't want to we- edit two hours of podcast. <laughs> no. no, we don't. Um. Before we get into number five, do we have any honorable mentions we want to start off with first?
1: Okay. Almost made the cut. Very nearly. Saturday Night Live. <laughs> oh. Are you a it. Pete Davidson fan? I, I really don't care about Pete Davidson. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. I, honestly, I watch it for update. Okay, okay. Yeah. Love we can Update is so, so
2: great. Yeah.
1: I Fair? want uh, Sarah Sherman, one of the new cast members this year, I want her to host Update. I want okay. her to take over when... Che or Joe sleeves All okay. right. But that was my that's my little honorable mention. Perfect. Amber, you got any? Mm,
2: I think Seinfeld almost made it on. Um, but I don't quite love it enough. Not
0: ah, Jerry Springer. <laughs> <laughs> B movie in my good Christian suburbs? I think not. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I have five. I'm just going to speed through real quickly. Basically I had a top 10 list and then I had to narrow it down to the actual five that I was going to talk about. So these are the ones who are still on the list. They just didn't make this five list. Um, Real quick. Golden girls is a staple. I go back to it a lot. American horror story was good. And then I really hated this last season. So I cut it from the top five. Um, South Park is up there. I yes, still watch it to this day. And I still think it's yep. important. I just don't find it as formative as some of the other ones on this list. So it would have gotten the number six spot, if anything. Um, Harley Quinn on HBO is a fantastic animated show. If you haven't had a chance, please check it out. It's awesome. And then last, this is I cut this only because it is not really a real TV show. But I think it's really important to me as a character and that is uh, the YouTube series The Most Popular Girls in School. Ah, I have watched every single I don't think episode. I I've seen that. Every year I go you're back and watch one, the entire series. You were the one that introduced me to The Most Popular Girls in School. <laughs> I think it's it's really helped me for my sense of humor, and I really yes. love it a lot. And I was this close to putting it on the list, but because it's not a real TV show, I cut it at the last second.
1: Well, so, okay, <laughs> so I thought of... Two more that very nearly made the list. Uh one being Queer Eye. Queer Eye was oh. a big one for me, oh. especially the, as I figured myself. The new, out. One? the new one. The new okay. one was super formative for me, like figuring out like who I was. Um yeah. but because it's newer, I didn't put it on the list. And then it doesn't really count as a TV show, more as a collection of shows, but all the MCU shows that have been coming out. Okay. Good so shit. Like, I've been consuming and, them. Uh, yeah. I consume them like water. Loki Actually, like that like two weeks ago i know it was real late to the game but i really enjoyed it <laughs> you know what that sounds like another series that we could do just talking about right marvel shows as they come out
2: <laughs> anyway that's, anyway
1: that's a well that's never gonna dry and i don't yeah. have time for <laughs> um All but right. now we should probably get into the real list yes, yes. real list. Uh, up. miles would you like to go first sure so
0: on my number five slot, we have, oh, of course, that's the one. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, so I think the show's problematic, and I think there's a lot of issues with it. Oh. However, it was really formative to me figuring out my own sexuality and the fact that, like, gay people exist and that gay relationships are possible. Mm-hmm. So for that reason, in my number five slot, now here's what you missed on Glee. I, oh,
2: I that show yes I used to watch it all the time
0: so Glee came out when I was oh, like in middle yeah. school yeah and it was really interesting to finally see uh Kurt Hummel on my tv as an openly gay person yeah. that was like big for me and it really was uh informative mm-hmm. I do think the gay relationships on there are pretty toxic I don't find yeah. Kurt and Blaine to be a good relationship
1: but oh, no. I oh. One yeah. of my best friends will fight you on that. My oldest, my closest, my dearest friend Laura, who I will get to listen to this podcast with this episode. <laughs> You've mentioned Glee. <laughs> she has got she's tried so hard to get me to watch Glee, and I literally just don't have the attention span for it. I've I've watched every season
0: as it was coming out. And then during when quarantine started, me and my roommate Kaya, we did an entire rewatch of it. Nice. It was- the most chaotic experience i've had in a while. and like what i've noticed about it is the lo- longer the seasons go the more camp and absurd it becomes and then that's when it really hits its niche point when it just d- stops caring but that right. doesn't mean like stop caring character development it just stops caring about being real and grounded mm-hmm. that's when it's great when it starts to become too serious it becomes really bad um yeah. there's a lot of Ooh. issues like the teacher planting pot into a student's locker to get him oh, to join. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Super. Jesus Week was a weird episode. So I like,
1: didn't age well.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of things that aren't great. Um, but for me, it was really <laughs> important as I was a developing young fledgling gay. And so mm-hmm. therefore it's
1: on this list. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> Amber would you like to give sure well fifth?
2: you know the last few of mine that I put on the list um <laughs> they're not that formative they're just shows that like I'm like I love this show so <laughs> you guys are gonna laugh at this my number five show that I love is Rick and It's <laughs> okay <laughs>
0: it it was almost on my list really (laughs) Yeah. yeah
2: so yeah I just I don't know what it is I just think it's the show is just so well done there's no and it's just like so original like there's not a lot of shows like it and I like how it's just so um like scientific to an extent like he's like trying to like go into these different universes and all these like different things that he's doing like I just think it's so cool i i don't know what it is i just love like sitting down and watching it at the end of the day and i don't know i just think it's so funny it's a little weird and i know a lot of people don't like it but i think it's a really well done show and i love watching it i feel
1: like (laughs) everyone feels like they need to put a disclaimer on liking rick and morty because of like the generalized view of the fan base right it's it's a shame the fan base is like what's at least common
0: about the fan base is that they're just Oh, you don't get you're not base. smart enough. And yeah, I'm like, there's nothing. Uh, this isn't highbrow humor. We have characters right. like Mr. Poopy Butthole. Like, this is right, not exactly. highbrow humor. <laughs> yeah.
2: like, exactly. This is turning yep. your
1: brain off TV. Exactly. Yeah. As- yeah as- like, as highbrow. this freaking.
2: Is- yeah, like my favorite thing to do. I don't know if I'm allowed to say this. so We can edit it out, but like, I love just taking a freaking edible, getting some pretzels, literally getting a glass of water, <laughs> and just sitting there and watching some Rick and Morty for a couple hours. Like that is we the are literally best. in
1: Colorado, like, and <laughs> well, Seattle. I know, like, I don't Seattle, know, <laughs> like the two places <laughs> where it's the most okay. <laughs> Like you cannot. I say this walk as I'm job hunting two, three too. Three dispensaries <laughs> where I live. Like
2: right, ah. exactly. But yeah, that's my favorite thing to do. I'm holding off because I'm job hunting, so that kind of sucks. Because a lot of jobs a- I apply for I- are still drug testing. That doesn't right. matter, anyways.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, I suppose I'll go ahead. Uh, my number five spot is you know what keeps the lights on here, uh, RuPaul's Drag Race. It was. <laughs> the when i was <laughs> figuring out a lot of like my sexuality my mm-hmm. personal identity in the same vein as queer eye the new queer eye drag race was very much that pillar that first like introduced me to a lot of uh queer concepts mm-hmm. um you know being able to just discuss it 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 was yeah. a pretty big pillar in you know my more recent self discovery yeah
0: oh, number 5 I'm, am I just a trash gay? Like, what the hell?
1: (laughs) Oh, no. Honestly, it's because I've got things that I just quote more often. Fair enough. (laughs) Okay. Well,
0: I'll jump in on that. Drag Race was my number one pick. Um, Okay. Oh, nice. Because for me, it was exciting seeing a show that was portraying gay people being successful. But on top of that, it was exciting to see a show that was showing gay people black people being successful because yeah. the early seasons were pretty like evenly split between like black and white queens and then we reached sort of this like dip in the middle where there was just like two black queens and like the rest were white um and so it was cool seeing people on there who I actually could relate to like Kurt was cool and all and Glee, but also he was too white and too rich for me to fully actually right. relate to mm-hmm. um and it was like It's why, like, queens like Naomi and, like, the Vixen are so important to me is because they were just, you know, unafraid to be Black and, like, opinionated and gay on national television, which doesn't happen a lot without some negative repercussions. Right. Um, And so it was just nice having that sort of role model to see and be like, I can do whatever the fuck I want. Because mm-hmm. that's fine. Like, there, people like that exist. Um, and so I think for that reason, it's not going to dip for my number one. Because I don't think there's any other show that has such strong queer POC representation as Drag Race does. Um, there's another one that actually, that's on my list. But we'll get there when we reach number yeah. three. But for me, that was really important. And I'm so glad that my friend Abby in high school put me onto Drag Race. And I just been in this happy stage with it so i hate mm-hmm. that i brought number one up so soon but like, <laughs> oh yeah Jake well, actually it, so. it's
1: actually really interesting uh when i was living in germany it was you know uh taylor and you that really mm-hmm. put me on to drag race so you know you had a big yeah. part in this. Aw. Hey. <laughs> Yay. Well, those are a number five. queers. Yeah. <laughs> Queer supporting people that don't quite know that they're queers. <laughs> I'm not going to say I know, but I will say I knew. I mean, <laughs> sure. Uh, okay. So those are our number fives. Uh, Miles, what's your number four? Oh, boy. <laughs> okay. So
0: for... I swear I'm not just a diehard Ryan Murphy fan because I think Ryan Murphy has a lot of problematic opinions. <laughs> but number number four is the show that didn't have as much of a run as I believe it should have is Scream Queens. I think Scream Queens is an hysterical dark comedy that really did not get enough credit and love that it deserved. Season one is phenomenal. It's like a great it's a whodunit show with like
2: oh, okay <laughs> terrible.
0: Is that- terrible sorority girls who is
2: that the one with like leah michelle and ariana grande um, yeah, okay yeah and okay. nick jonas
0: is in it there's some really oh. great stunt casting in it huh okay <laughs> um, but it it doesn't take itself too seriously even when like people are being like <laughs> like limbs are being removed with chainsaws and shit like it's still like <laughs> funny um i think it's a really good time season two is kind of a flop but it kind oh, of okay. grew on me after re-watching it after a couple years mm-hmm. um but it's still not as great taylor lautner comes in on that one too and oh uh, interesting but scream Listen, that's in. the one with the
1: chanels right
0: yeah exactly oh, oh,
2: yeah. oh i think i've uh, seen a couple episodes and okay. uh
0: the ultimate scream queen jamie lee curtis is in it and it's Good. just so well done and mm-hmm. you should really check it out if you are into like horror and it has a great like it's kind of a secret love letter to the horror genre because it like will reference and allude to like classic horror movies a lot while oh, it's cool. doing its episodes. It's really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and horror is a big thing for me because it's my favorite movie genre. So I really enjoyed this show a lot.
2: Nice. Awesome. Yeah. Um, okay, so my number four, <laughs> this is another one that may be a little controversial, um, is The Office. And... <laughs> <laughs>
1: No, you don't understand. That's my number four, too. <laughs> oh,
2: it's, yes. Yes, yes, yes. That makes me so happy. Because it's just, again, it's one of those shows, like, like, I have memories, like, watching it, like, with my mom, with my family. um, Like, when it first started, <laughs> like, oh, mm-hmm. that first season was a little rough. But, and it's just something, like, it's a show that I can always go back to. Like, when, like, I don't, like, it's just a comfort show for me, like, when I like got divorced, I watched it all the time when like my daughter's dad moved to Florida, I would watch it all the time when I had yep. time to do that. Um, you know, like when I'm sick or if I'm just having like a really bad, like mental health day, like I will just sit there and like, watch, like, you know, especially the, um which one was it? The stress relief episode in season five yep. where <laughs> like, that was just so great. And it's just so like, that whole episode was just so well done and the whole show, like even, and, and people probably want to agree with this, but like even after Steve Carell left, like I still really like the later seasons. I still think they're super funny, super well done. And it's just like such a comfort show for me. I just love it.
1: This is my office hot take. <laughs> Robert California and Nellie are fantastic characters.
2: They- <laughs> Robert California is great. He kills me. Nellie, I'm kind of like eh, about, but Robert California, like he's so funny. So I, funny!
1: I quote <laughs> Nellie all the time. I was like, "And I used to talk like this, which is bloody <laughs> horrendous, isn't it?" <laughs> no, uh, for me, the office. Um, when uh, when I was still living in like dorm settings, mm-hmm. uh, there was somebody who lived on the other side of the wall. Super thin, like it was one of those suite styles where you had room, bathroom, room.
2: Okay. So he lived on
1: the other side of this wall and he would put the office on like, and fall asleep to it.
2: Oh, okay. And so
1: episodes after episode would just play. And so I would be kept awake hearing the <laughs> office theme song constantly. And I just, I started to hate the office so much. And then one day I'm like, I'm going to watch it. And if it's a trash show, I'm going to go kick this guy's ass. And I just, I fell in love with it. Yeah, um, it's so and funny. I, I binged right through it. Uh, it's yeah. again, it's one of those shows where like I know where the plot's gonna go. I yeah, can come right back to it, j- jump literally anywhere in the show. Yeah, and I mean, not to get all you know psychoanalytical on myself, uh, <laughs> but when I feel like I don't have control over things, I can go back to the office and be like, yeah. okay, I know exactly where the plot's going, and yep. I have this feeling of. Even pseudo control,
2: right? That's really that. helpful. Yeah. No, I agree. Yep.
1: Oh. Okay. So we knocked need- out. Uh. Oh. Oh. Yeah. I needed
0: to grab an emotional support kitty because these. <laughs> this is a really straight opinion that I wasn't expecting to hear today. Um- <laughs> wow. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, I, also
1: roommate-
0: oh. <laughs> I also had a roommate.
1: Super gays. <laughs> I also had a roommate.
0: Hey! 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 Uh, um, hey, hey, hey! Um, I. <laughs> uh, Zanowski, you didn't file your paperwork. Last night. <laughs> I always
1: watch it. Oh my god! I um, hate it.
0: Thank you. Wow, that was my talent section for tonight's pageant. Um.
1: <laughs> wow look at that variety show thank you <laughs> do you think I'll be safe <laughs> do you think, do you think I'm at think bottom the week? bottom this <laughs> week
0: <laughs> um, but no uh, I also had a freshman roommate who constantly watched the office and the thing is we weren't separated like it was bed bed like right next to each other right yeah and so I watched a good chunk of office and I found I hated it like <gasps> It was not funny to me at it's all. It's not for everybody.
2: Yeah, and I think, it, yeah, not a I lot of people
0: like it, it, it. Part of it is the forced exposure I had to it because there was no like separation. And right. So I, like, I want to watch something else. Or, I right.
2: I'm
0: forced to watch this.
2: Yeah, that makes so, sense.
0: I don't have many positive feelings towards it, but that's just me. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. That's
1: fair. Yeah. Well, and like season one is rough.
2: It is. Yeah. It's very rough. I'm surprised it got as far as it did, honestly, after some of the episodes, because there's a lot of problematic stuff in the earlier days, too. Like, in the first, like, two or three seasons, you're like, oh, God, this didn't age well.
0: Yeah, no, I remember a few
1: of those jokes where I was like, really? This is what people are into? Okay. (laughs) So those are our number four slots. Miles, let's hear your number three. Ah, here we go. Okay, so
0: I was talking about Black queer representation and this is a newer show that started, I think, two years ago. This is an HBO exclusive as well. Please check out Legendary if you haven't yet. I mentioned this in our Drag Race podcast before. It is a ballroom competition show and it is fantastic. Um, you think some of the like lip syncs you see on Drag Race are impressive. Nothing, nothing compared <laughs> to Legendary. People are doing like splits and cartwheels being birthed out of eggs like it is wild and it's so interesting (laughs) and the show like gives them like a prop and costume department to work with so all of their like fits always look super clean and it's well produced and it's judged as ballroom culture is where either you get a 10 or you get the chop there ain't in between. So you you can't be half stepping to win these categories and make a farness competition. Right. I think it's an awesome show. They highlight a lot of awesome trans performers as well. Oh, it cool. is really good. Yeah.
2: I'll have to check that one out too um okay so my let's see we're on number three yes. um my number three is bob's burgers, <laughs> I love bob's burgers.
1: Love yes
2: it. it's so and i just like it so i do have good memories like when it first started um like me and my mom my sister would watch it and i just remember like the first episode like we were just dying laughing like we just thought it was the funniest thing ever and the episode's just still i think they're on season like 11 or 12 or something yeah. crazy and, and they're, they're still. a movie so- yes and then they? they're out with the movie. yeah in May That's I amazing. think yeah and so and it's just such a good like wholesome like family show um like I like it because I can watch it with my daughter like right. if, for There's the most some part episodes. some episodes are kind of like ah but like for the most part like I can even watch it with my daughter and she likes it um and I also just like it because I feel like it kind of has more like accurate like representation of like families like how they're like struggling to like pay their rent and like things Mm -hmm. like that like it's not just all like everything's fine all the time like even though it is a comedy I feel and it's just sweet like how they just like love their kids and they like encourage them to be themselves and even though it's like you know made up show but it's still nice to like see that and everything so I
1: really love the music in Bob's Burgers I don't think there is a flop in any of their yeah. original songs. I yeah.
0: love the duet they do when they're catering the wedding. Uh-huh. That's one of my favorite episodes. Yeah. It's so good.
2: Yeah. Um,
0: Bob's Burgers is also a big personal favorite of mine. Actually, I didn't notice, but. My boyfriend and I, last Halloween, we went as Bob as Linda as a couple's costume. I remember that. Thank uh, you. That's yeah. awesome. So it was pretty. All
1: right. All uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will say, uh, I think at least once a month, I find myself singing Electric Love or <laughs> the song where Bob's stuck on the toilet. <laughs> I love Great. it those are fantastic. Um, yeah. I will say sometimes I'll just be
0: like in the kitchen being like wins a uh, man out and man now. like just <laughs> like,
1: like, Oh, every Thanksgiving I'm singing Linda's Thanksgiving song. Oh my god. <laughs> Past
0: the cranberry
1: sauce, 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 mashed potatoes. potatoes. <laughs> Ooh, the turkey looks great. <laughs> Thank you for loving me. <laughs> All right. Um <laughs> <laughs> my so my number three spot uh, is Doctor Who Ooh. I am <laughs> I am <a> geek <laughs> at heart <laughs> like when Doctor Who had its revival in 2005 shortly before that started my dad sat me down and he was like okay we're going to watch the new Doctor Who when it comes out but I'm getting you started on the classics. Nice. Sorry. So I watched a handful of Tom Baker episodes before
0: oh.
1: before <laughs> Eccleston, Eccleston began Ooh, his. That's a run. weird. That is a weird. It's transition. a weird jump. It's a jump. Um. So my uh entrance line for starting off this episode was Eccleston's final line before he regenerated. Got
0: it. Oh. I do yeah. remember that. He was like. Uh, I, I really do love Doctor Who. I, I, a friend of mine got me into it, and I really enjoyed it. I watched all of New Who. I just haven't seen any of them. Um, Jody's? Oh, Jody's, yeah.
1: Um, I, I absolutely love uh, Jody Whitaker's uh, portrayal of the Doctor. Okay. And I think they finally nailed down the characterization, which is a shame, because this is her last year in the oh. role. So like, the New Year's special, they like the final few episodes of Flux in the New Year's special. I was like, man, they really finally got a grip on oh, the thirteenth Doctor, is. yeah, and That's now she's a- getting ready yeah. to leave her and Chibnall. Which a lot of people, a lot of people are <laughs> happy that Chibnall is leaving uh, and that Russell mm-hmm. T Davies is coming back. I'm really excited about Russell T Davies coming back because back in 2005, it was a lot harder to have you know that queer representation in Doctor Who. We had uh, Captain Jack Harkness, right? We had uh, allusions to mm-hmm. queer characters, mm-hmm. but I think we could actually see. What we uh, got a queer representation in the Doctor. Yeah. With Russell, and we T. got bill before, right? Yes, yeah. We've had some great queer representation as the seasons went on. Yeah, but in Russell T Davies' original run, I feel like we could have had some fantastic yeah. stuff if it wasn't 2005 to 2009. <laughs> but, <laughs> you tell me, you weren't a fan of the Moffat age, Moffat? I okay. I really do like. I, I'm I'm going to cut myself short here because I could go on. Oh, no. About yeah. Doctor Who. <laughs> but the Moffat era had some really great stuff. I love the overarching themes, the uh, character building, the world building, mm-hmm. um, how it all kind of culminated with uh, Day of the Doctor and then all of uh, Capaldi's run. Right. Um, Chibnall, I think he strayed too far from what the show normally like tries to give. I can appreciate what he... Try to bring to the show. I think the Timeless Child arc has a lot of potential.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, not that either of you, because you haven't seen yeah, Jody's yeah. run. So the Timeless no. Child arc is yeah. not go watch. <laughs>
0: well, <laughs> I, okay. so Jody what yeah. I'm yeah. currently doing is I'm I'm trying to get into Jody because they got added to HBO recently. But yes. I yeah. wanted to re familiar myself with the storyline, so I'm starting from Smith and heading back into it. Um, okay, so like I'm like half drew Smith's era, um, but. I will say, I tweeted about this like months ago, there are a lot of things that I think um, Moffat has issues with, but I will say one of his greatest humans, he has one of the most, he writes one of the most memorable characters of the series, like, River Song is one of my favorite things of all time, and it wouldn't have happened without Moffat,
1: so, like, you know, there's pros and cons to it. <laughs> oh yeah, there's pros and cons to literally everything Stephen Moffat yeah. creates. Like, go watch yeah. Sherlock and cry. <laughs> <laughs> um, I
0: feel like oh, wait, a- before. Oh, no, okay, real quick before we move on, favorite companion
1: and why? Ooh, um, Donna. Yes, yeah. <laughs> forever and always, Donna, Donna is great. I- um. That's honestly, I think, one of the reasons why I love Nellie so much in The Office is that I love Catherine Tate. I love Donna. <laughs> Catherine Tate can do no wrong. I will say, it's funny watching her,
0: like, do interviews and her not remembering a single thing about the show she yes. was on. Like, it's pretty embarrassing, not gonna lie. Uh, controversial take. Um, I think what is the most engaging companions ever is Clara Oswin Oswald. I know that's super a hot take. Oh, no. But I... I think there's something real engaging about a companion that not only can keep up with the doctor, but sometimes is smarter the than the, head doctor. Of the doctor. Yeah. That for me, that was so interesting to watch. And I I understand the way her storyline is ended is not great and it does
1: make a lot of sense. Just enjoy while it was there. It was but good. Clara leaving the show gave us one of the greatest episodes of Doctor Who. Yeah. In Heaven Sent Hellbent. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It was real good. Ugh. Um Sorry, Amber. Like, no,
2: no, it's fine. Okay. I've seen like three episodes of Doctor Who maybe. So like, I don't know.
1: <laughs> I don't get a lot. They were they all from the Matt it. Smith run, weren't they? Yeah. Was that the ones that I made you sit down and watch?
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, and then I've watched a couple. So one of my brothers uh, really likes that show too. Okay. So like a few, like, a, I don't know when, but like a while ago, he would watch it all the time. So I watched a few episodes with him, mm-hmm. but that was like probably like five or six years ago. So yeah. yeah. Okay.
1: I just oh, yeah, I Smith get, yeah.
2: <laughs> like I don't know if they were new old, whatever I just know Smith I've seen really a few
1: Right.
0: I, I, I got sorry I, I got excited talking about this because like I don't get a chance to talk about it because right um Talendix it's really stupid even though he's never seen a single episode uh, so,
1: like, I can't watch it or talk to him about it here so I'm like Okay. You, so let's you're see. telling me I need to start taking notes now so we can have more series to talk about on this podcast between Doctor <laughs> we Who, can, let's Marvel. A pin in that. And we'll circle back to it. <laughs> we'll have like a whole just like two hour thing talking about Doctor Who. It'll be great. Sounds great. <laughs> so that's, a, that's a much better line to leave off with than watch Sherlock and cry. But those are our number <laughs> three spots.
2: <laughs> yes. Love it.
1: Miles, it's here. You're number two. I mean, we all knew this was coming. It's Survivor,
0: like, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Number one and two I was like Drag Race Survivor. Drag Race Survivor. Survivor. I don't know which one I'm putting where. Um, I <laughs> ended up with choosing, making sure that career representation was more important to me than an actively engaging television show. So, um, I put Survivor second, but like, it really would have been a coin flip either way. <sighs> Survivor is one of the greatest television shows to ever exist um I don't I cannot stress that enough it is one of the longest running television shows um it is we're getting season 42 in spring y'all like I'm not kidding oh my gosh this is a juggernaut of a show and not to mention international seasons Australian Survivor stops hard and if you haven't had a chance to watch it it's so good um (laughs) I study sociology. That's my thing here in college. And so it is wildly fascinating to, for me to see a group of people dumped on an island. There can only be one winner. And then how each person develops a different strategy to get to that end is so intriguing to me. And then some people play more socially. Some people treat the game like a game of chess and strategically move pieces around to get themselves ahead. Some people just win out by winning challenges. like it is a really engaging show because never is a season the same and never is a winner the same and i mm-hmm. love that about survivor and it's why it's lasted so long yeah um it's gotten a little heavy handed with twists recently um which Sounds i like understand. something else now yeah like i get why <laughs> it's because it's a long running show and sort of trying to make it more interesting for like people who've been watching for a while and so sometimes they tend to just throw everything, but the kitchen sink into it and the only half of them work out. Um, but that was 41, the most recent season. That was my issue with that is there were too many twists and half of them didn't really work. Um, but I think there is not a show as interesting and engaging and it gives me so much content to talk about. <laughs> um, so... Uh, there is going to be a episode up soon. I have a recording planned today where I discuss my top 10 favorite seasons, as spoiler-free as possible, because I'm planning to do in-depth analysis of them later, but look out for that. Please watch. Um, if you really want to know what the greatest order to watch it in is, DM me on Twitter. I have already gotten five of my coworkers to do this long journey with them and I'm guiding them through it season by season so I have a game <laughs> plan for you if you need it <laughs> but yeah love it.
2: love it love it so my number two show is Queer Eye actually um hey Queer Eye um yeah it's the what the one on Netflix I know there's like an original I don't think I've watched that one but the one that's on Netflix right now those two seasons um and that show oh it gets me in my freaking feels like crazy and for me like I just like it because I like kind of what we were saying earlier like I had a really hard time accepting my queerness for a while so I've just recently like in the last like two years come out and have really in the, like in the last year like really just like embraced who I am which I'm very proud of and that show definitely like helped me like just kind of be like like just accept who you are freaking love yourself and I just love and it's just so heartwarming and just seeing like all the people that they help they're all just like genuinely good people Mm -hmm. doing good things and I feel like especially after the last few years like there's a lot of really bad shit happening in the world and it's really sad and really depressing but then it's like you just watch the show and you're like wow like there are these amazing wonderful people doing all these things for other people and it's just nice that they're like getting the help um because like I'm kind of the type of person where like I'm a giver like I will do things for other people all the time and I definitely put myself on the back burner and have a hard time asking for help so I relate to so many of those people like granted I'm not doing anything crazy like some of those people are but it's just like cool to see like how like love they are and how they're giving back to the communities and then just like getting that help that like everyone needs help and you know and sometimes you just need that kind of like reset to really just like take a step back and like find your true self and live it and embrace it and everything like that so I love Queer Eye for that reason so good so heartwarming and it will never get old (laughs) I
1: think to kind of speak a little bit on Queer Eye myself um so a lot of the like principles that they really Mm -hmm. dig into on the show um just as a young adult, I found myself applying a lot of them. So, like, yeah, you know, folks who knew me in, like, 2016, 2017 right. miles, <laughs> <laughs> if, if you look at, like, how I, you know, took care of myself, how I presented mm-hmm. myself, how I dressed myself, then... Versus how I, you know, take care of myself now. I think yeah. uh, there is a noticeable change. Yeah. And I think a lot of that has to do with, <laughs> I think a lot of it has to do with, you know, being able to watch this show and say, oh, okay, well, like, these yeah. are a lot of things that I never thought to try or never right. thought to like,
2: exactly. you know,
1: even consider. Yep. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's definitely yeah. helped me in a lot of ways just watching. Yeah. It.
2: Mm-hmm. <sighs> oh, yeah
1: could you imagine,
0: sorry, just once. (laughs) Uh, I I also love how um, Amber, you're like, um, it helped you like love yourself and respect yourself, which just made me think of the vine of the guy, like on the street with the one side. He's like, love
1: yourself, (laughs) respect yourself. (laughs) And I'm like, it's all that in my mind. But yes, I'm glad our next one will be top five most influential vines in our life. I yes I'm oh a we should though <laughs> yes Listen, I could go at I could speak at length about my top five vines amazing so my my number two spot uh, goes to last week tonight with John Oliver
2: oh <laughs> okay
1: which I know okay. is a very strange uh, very. political fish look at you well so a lot so when I started watching like the YouTube clips that they would put of their uh, their main stories right. I started watching those, um, and that was like my first brush with being politically Damn. aware and becoming mm-hmm. politically active. And that prompted me to go and start seeking out other voices and not just straight white guys with British accents. Right. <laughs> <laughs> <What>? I know. <laughs> um, and I think a lot of that helped educate me on causes beyond myself. Mm-hmm. And so I, I credit that show with being what put me in the door mm. uh, of political awareness and activism of any sort. Fair yeah, enough. that's really Fair it. Like, <laughs> no, I, like, you know, I'm all about his uh, the gags that he'll do, like our uh, what is it, uh, our mother of a perpetual exemption, oh, or yes, our lady perpetual exemption, yeah. uh, with his uh, Tammy Faye-esque wife uh rachel or
0: er, rachel <laughs> drach oh i love rachel drach she's so funny
1: yes she's the I debbie downer girl
0: right yes
1: yeah oh praise be unto you Majon john uh oh so so those are our number two spots number
2: two spots
1: uh Miles, I would ask you to share your number one, but. No, but you ruined that, so. <laughs> well, do you want to speak more about Drag Race?
0: Yeah, let me tell you about, <laughs> this is a story all about how my life got queered upside down. Um, So, <laughs>
1: I'll tell you, I got,
0: <laughs> I got into Drag Race around when season eight was airing. Um, And I went back because someone recommended that I start with season five. So in between catching live episodes of eight, I was watching season five, Um, which is why for the longest time, those two are my favorite seasons, because I started them kind of at the same time. And then I went back and started from the very beginning and
1: watched all the way through. I was going to say, I love the subtle read on seasons one through four from (laughs) your friend. (laughs) Well, they were like season one
0: and two just has a weird filter. And I was like, I mean
1: it does it really does it does like, they I mean, rub they literally put shit on vaseline
0: all over the lens like oh, <laughs> but um it, it gets better after that but not that season one or two are bad either like season it's two is just has- a different show right and soon as one of the best fights ever, like <laughs> the yeah. whole like Tatiana versus Tyra is one of my favorite things that I come back to all the time, just to rewatch. Why are you talking? Why are you talking? <laughs> like, it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I just great show. I really connected with Jinx Monsoon even before I lived in Washington. Um, I thought Bob is hysterical. Um, anthologies has always been one of my favorites um it's just something about seeing queer people be successful it's really nice to see on tv because it doesn't happen a lot (laughs) um i do think we are kind of in a renaissance age in television where uh, queer voices are uplifted and projected a little more on various shows um but driver is like the
1: caricature way they were in the 90s
0: exactly (laughs) Um, but Drag Race was one of the first to do so, and I think for that it mm-hmm. gets all this credit and praise and flowers. Yes, yeah. RuPaul has a lot of weird, out of pocket opinions.
1: Yeah. But oh yeah. We, you know, it's <laughs> one oh, of those fracking.
0: things. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's just one of those things where you have to understand that unfortunately, Ru is from a different generation where she thinks differently about things and that's not an excuse but it's just kind of where she's at right. and at this point she's not changing like the woman's sixty one years old she's not changing yeah. at this point yeah. like um and so you kind of just treat rue as like the drunken grandpa at the reunion who you still love but you just don't listen to his opinion don't wait like, into it you know yeah, yeah. yeah. um. And I think Rue gets a lot of credit for pushing um, basically unknown queer artists on a national platform on, because yeah. no other show really does that still um, at the, at the rate yeah. at the, at the at amount of exposure those artists get. And so for that, it's like, yeah, I don't agree with Rupaul, but I think what he's doing for artists everywhere is really important. And for that, mm-hmm. that it needs all the support. Um, so yeah. Uh, great show <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: uh, we have catch to it watch 90? it sometime
1: yeah, uh, yeah, yeah check, check it out
2: it's
1: we'll a little unknown a little you, like niche underground do you, do you know any uh <laughs> know any podcasts that will catch me up uh i believe there is one
0: but not not a race, lot uh, it's, only... uh, it's uh
1: it's called race chaser right
0: oh i was actually gonna call it drag her but yes uh or <laughs> sibling
1: uh sibling rivalry <laughs> There might also be a boot like opinions out there. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> the, the myriad of opinions from queer squeam- screaming into the void. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like my Friday night. <laughs> <laughs> Literally my Friday oh, night. Oh, man. Right. <laughs> so, Amber, yeah. what's your number one?
2: My number one is Shits Creek. Mm. Uh, so, I don't even know where to start with this show obviously David and the whole queer representation in it is fantastic um I really like it too because um like how accepting the family is specifically like David and Alexis like their relationship mm-hmm. um it reminds me of my sister like to an extent like my sister's not ditzy like mm-hmm. Alexis at all she is probably smarter than me and she's great um but it just kind of reminds me like with how close They are like me and my sister are like very, very, very close. Mm -hmm. Like when I came out, like she's the one person I knew would not disown me for being gay. Mm -hmm. Um, and so their relationship just reminds me of that because they just like hang out and talk and like you know, get into these like hilarious situations that like and it just always brings up so many memories of like me and my sister and like just random shit we would do growing up, like sneak out to 7-Eleven to get Slurpees at night. Like, (laughs) because that's the kind of shenanigans we decided to get into. Um and so and just like the whole family too like how they just like love each other um I think it's like good representation because I do know like there are a lot of families that like won't accept queer people um and so it kind of like reminds me of my family a little bit too because like my mom and stepdad were like very very accepting and like still love me no matter what and I always feel bad saying that because I know like a lot of people don't have that but that show just like reminds me a lot of them and And it's like sad how they like lost everything but it's neat how it kind of humbled them as well and I feel like just in that show they just learned to like kind of accept and love everyone like no matter what their status was um specifically like there's an episode where they were at some dinner some fancy dinner with some rich people and then like Roland and his wife were there and whatever rich (laughs) rich people were like being mean to them and the dad's just like, no, like, these are good people, like, stop being assholes to them, or I don't remember a word for what he said, but it's just, like, one of those shows that it's just really cool to see, you know, just, like, the representation and, like, how, like, loving the family is and everything, and then specifically the special um, that Netflix did after the show aired, um, where they were, like, reading the letter from the mom group that was saying, like, how much that show helped them, I was in tears cause I was just like, Oh my gosh, like this show is helping so many people. And yeah, I don't know. It's just one of those feel good shows mm. and it just makes me happy. And I just feel like it reminds me a lot about like my family, like with the relationships and Wait, everything. you were like rich. That. No, 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 <laughs> <laughs>
0: no. <laughs>
2: my parents do own a business, but, um, uh, Is it um,
1: a wine business?
2: <laughs> no, it's not. They own a gym. Um, Shame. I yeah. will
1: always, I've, I've not seen an episode of Shits Creek. Really? However, I, I keep hearing the, you just fold it in. Yeah. You just. Constantly. Yeah. But how, how, it's your recipe. I cannot explain everything for you, David. Yeah. Ew, David.
2: Ew, David. Yeah, David. <laughs> David. <laughs> it's a good show. You should watch it for sure. I
1: love the oh, yeah, segment I'll get
0: where, there. um. Moira's fake laugh. Um, in one of the episodes, she's like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> "No, like, yeah. it makes me laugh every time."
2: Moira is so out there, like all her wigs and Catherine everything. O'Hara. Oh Catherine my, I O'Hara. love Catherine O'Hara. Catherine. She's just, she's just great. Yeah, mm. yeah. All
1: right, Jake. What's your number one? My my number one is the Good Place. Oh, okay, okay. From, it's not... also from the mind of Mike Schur. Uh, I've seen the first season of that. I yeah. absolutely love The Good Place. Um, I, I've, I've always been super interested in like philosophy and the types of uh, ethic, uh, ethical codes that people follow. Mm-hmm. And what I really, really love about The Good Place is that it presents so many different ideas of how people conduct their lives, Um, And even though it ultimately picks a a utilitarian kind of um, code, uh, it ultimately falls really in line with how I try to live my life. Uh, I've got this sticker on the back of my phone says hashtag B-A-D-F-P, which literally just stands for be a decent fucking person. (laughs) One of my favorite plays ever, Harvey, something I got to do in high school. Um, There's a quote. Uh, from it that I carried around a lot for a long time which uh, was in this world Elwood you must be oh so smart or oh so pleasant for years I was smart I recommend pleasant (laughs) and I like that hit me like a brick when I was you know 17 and thought I knew everything Mm -hmm. Uh, and so I I carried that around Huh? can't we be 17 right Uh, if we still got the right (laughs) no um when so yeah so then I had a friend uh who literally just makes all these stickers that are some Uh variety of on the design of be a decent fucking person and I was like man that's a much shorter way to say that quote yeah (laughs) yep (laughs) um and so Having a show like The Good Place, where like literally the whole moral of the story is be a decent person and the universe yeah. will be decent to you. Yeah. yeah. Um, or, you know, sometimes it won't, but that doesn't mean that you stop. Right. Uh, yeah. You know, always keep try to be be- trying to be better the next day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that. Yeah. I even bought that ridiculously long and difficult to read book, uh, What We Owe to Each Other, which is literally the book that the entire show is based or like based their uh, mm-hmm. moral code around. Oh, okay. It is a heavy read. Oh <laughs> yeah. boy. If you're ever looking for something to just really think on, damn. <laughs> you can just pick it up for some light reading. Yeah, you know. This is light. <laughs> the book isn't even light. Like <laughs> it's a tome. It's like Les Mis is a brick. What we owe to each other is a tome. Like somebody <laughs> over the head with it blunt force weapon. I mean yeah yeah those hopefully are yeah. our
0: top five yeah. shows uh yeah. hopefully that helped you get to know us a little bit more well,
1: yeah I, why I
0: chose that voice anyway I don't know if- <laughs> choices thank you <laughs> thank you <laughs> it was so nice talking to you so nice <laughs>
1: So <laughs> this was really fun, actually. Like this yeah, was
2: good. I
1: I would I love to it. do more of these kinds of episodes. Yeah, you know, we'll do our quick little outro.
0: Follow me on Twitter at musical underscore miles. That is m u s i c a o underscore m
1: y l e s. I feel like <laughs> the way you say that somebody's been there's someone out there musical musical underscore miles with an I that's just DMing you constantly like. Why are all these fucking gays following? <laughs> no. I, I don't know if there is, but like, I just know I'd is like, oh, Miles, when I am like, no, no, I'm gonna go no. find what? this Why? other. I'm gonna go find this other musical Miles, my like, doppelganger Miles. Yeah, yes. your your internet doppelganger, and I will. Oh my god,
2: that. yes.
1: My God, broken. Oh yeah, <laughs> and I will, and I'll just straight up block you. I will to him on your ass. <laughs> Not. <laughs> You know, I'm bent, not broken. Let me just tell you. I'm <laughs> for you to show the girls what, girls can
0: what I can do.
1: She'll show the girls what she can do, but it'll either take a year in shipping and handling. Stop. Or just it straight up won't arrive because she blocked you. Oh. <laughs> oh, the fracking? <Let's>
2: <laughs> oh, my gosh.
1: <sighs> oh. Uh, man. Socials? Any tags? Oh, yeah. At you Jake follow- Jansen Music everywhere.
2: Yeah, yeah, my Instagram's Amber Nicole Burke. You go ahead and follow me there. It's where Woo! I do most of my social media stuff.
1: I made a new TikTok yesterday.
0: <gasps> Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. I'm too old for TikTok.
1: What? I'm older than you.
0: I, know, Wait, but I don't how? understand. Okay, it.
1: <laughs> so if you're older, okay,
2: I'm older than both of you, which I figure, but I'm gonna be 30 in like a month, you guys. <laughs> it's insane.
1: What I'm I love is that 30. Miles is the youngest, but he's been out the longest. <laughs> <laughs> so he's he's the baby oh. of the group, but he's the elder gay. He's the elder gay. <laughs> the grand gay standing. <laughs> the grand gay standing. <laughs> it's a lovely dichotomy. Hello. <laughs> Thanks again for listening to Questions and Queries. If you enjoyed us, please make sure you subscribe and leave a positive review. Check out our YouTube channel, Questions and Queries, where you'll find the full, unedited version of our Zoom call today. Make sure you follow us on our new Facebook page and check out everyone's socials in the show notes. This show is made possible by your fantastic support, as well as our friends at Anchor, Zoom, and fantastic music, Newer Wave by Kevin MacLeod. That's right, kids. We use that Creative Commons license for all it's worth. If you didn't enjoy us, remember I am Doctor Who showrunner Chris Chibnall. See you next time.